Hello everyone and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri and before I introduce anyone else, I uh, want to apologize to everyone listening. I'm really under the weather so you're probably going to hear me hacking this episode so sorry. Um, as always, joined by Alice and Alita. Al, how you doing? Good, glad to be here. And uh, for the first time ever making her Champions Cast debut, Brittany Reginelli. How are you, Brittany? I'm good. Thanks for having me. So tell, uh, give give everyone listening uh, a little bit, a little bit of insight into uh, to who you are, where you come from, all of that good stuff. Um. Well, I am from Arkansas, and I have been a lover of the Legend of Zelda series since 1992, when I was first introduced to it with uh, A Link to the Past, and ever since. It's had a special place in my heart. So now uh, I I do have to get this out of the way uh, at the top of the show because it's it's going to be an issue of contention I think here in the weeks to come. You're one of your favorite Zelda games. Rumor has it is not Skyward Sword. Is that correct? <laughs> oh no. Okay. Okay. So hold on. It definitely was really like at the bottom there for me for. For a long time but i will say you inspired me to start <laughs> playing again yeah i like busted out my wii and i started playing again and uh i'm actually really enjoying it uh i will say yes the motion controls y'all the motion controls are still giving me trouble and i don't know it it's probably it's, it's operator error i'm sure but other than that you know, that was really my biggest uh complaint i'd have to say about the game because other than that it's so good it really is a good Zelda game that, that was that was a very polite and diplomatic answer i think a couple <laughs> weeks time you're just gonna be like nah skyward sword sucks <laughs> no that, that's probably also the first time ever that that i've inspired somebody for good i think for yeah. good <laughs> yeah i'm sure there's been plenty of bad um so yeah so um without further Ado, uh, let's get into our episode today, and we are going to open up the Champions Cast question bag. And you know what? Actually, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I promised myself that I wouldn't do this, but I'm going to. So if you'll allow me a minute to rant about Pokemon, if you want to skip this, go ahead. However, so Pokemon DLC was, uh, was revealed this week. Uh, two awesome packs of content. They, they look incredible. There's like... All, all the Pokemon that everyone is complaining about that you couldn't get in the game, they're now in the game. You don't even have to buy the DLC if you don't want. You can trade for all these Pokemon. Man, I saw so many people complaining online. Oh, Game Freak didn't release the National Pokedex, and that's why now you have to pay to get all your other Pokemon. God, what is the matter with Pokemon fans? Pokemon fans are the worst. They are the worst. Like, I've never seen such hostility from a fan base towards a, a game developer who delivered an incredible Pokemon game that's like, on one hand, Pokemon Sword and Shield innovates, gives you new, like, wild areas, free roaming Pokemon, all the things fans have always wanted, you know, incredible link training, you could do it in, like, the snap of a finger. It also gives you the same classic Pokemon experience. There's all these awesome new Pokemon it's a it's this achievement of a video game and the fans were dumping on it because you couldn't catch their tangela and now that you can catch your tangela <laughs> they're still dumping on it i don't understand they are really i didn't i didn't see that far ahead i just saw the direct and was like yeah that's awesome and then that was it <laughs> i i was uh so the two things that i saw immediately were like oh this is bs we shouldn't have to to pay for for content that should have been in the game and it's like it's like first of all this is like an entirely new section of mm -hmm. of this game like instead of instead of getting like a black and white 2 or a pokemon emerald or a ultra sun like now you're just getting dlc and you don't have to bother with that and then so that's like a whole new thing and the other thing was like oh well now you have to buy the pokemon that we should have just had from the start like jabroni you don't have to buy it you can just trade with somebody i don't know yeah you get like there's like an update that you get and you can trade with the people that do want to buy the DLC. 
Anyway, I promised myself I wouldn't rant about Pokemon too much, but I did at least want to say something. Um, so there it is. Let's get into the Zelda questions. Uh, are you guys ready? We're going to go and hit the ground running here. We got a bunch of questions from the members of our Discord. If you want to participate in the next question mailbag episode, hit up our Discord at Zelda Dungeon. You can see the link, uh, the invitation link on zeldadungeon.net. And uh, yeah, we asked you for your questions about anything and everything. So um, are you guys ready? I'm, I'm so ready. ready. All right, so let's get it started here. And actually, sorry, I have to give a shout out to, uh, to I think this is how you say it, JulieBob991 and Low Rule. Those two users had the best memes complaining about my at everybody tag. I liked them a lot. <laughs> Anytime you use the at everybody tag in Discord, everybody just loses their mind. So uh, I, I appreciated their memes calling me out for it. Question number one. Why haven't you, Andy, convinced more of the Zelda Dungeon staff to play Metroid Prime? This comes from Elias Thompson. This has really got nothing to do with Zelda at all. But by God, have you guys played Metroid Prime? Nope. I have never. Nope. <sighs> why is it Why is it your job, Andy? Why isn't it Elias's job? Um, well, because Elias knows that I'm a big Metroid fan. Elias is our is our friend from Zelda Universe, and he knows that I'm a big Metroid fan. And uh, I'm I'm gonna say for sure I'm probably the biggest Metroid fan in, in Zelda Dungeon, and he is a giant Metroid fan as well. So he's always trying to spread the good word of Metroid. But Elias, you would probably be surprised to find out that a lot of people at Zelda Dungeon just don't really play video games outside of Zelda at all. <laughs> always surprises me when I whenever I find that out yeah that's fair speaking of Metroid Corey Richmond asks what could a Metroidvania style Zelda game look like and what would you like it to have hmm. yikes I don't have any knowledge on Metroid or the Transplanning games so I feel like I would have no solid answer so I'm Same. so I'm gonna give a little um, explanation is because maybe not everybody knows what a Metroidvania game is. A Metroidvania game is basically it's typically a 2D game, but it doesn't have to be. But it's typically a 2D game where you can freely traverse left to right, and you're free to go to different areas. You'll find a power up in let's just say section B that will allow you to backtrack to section A and go farther. You can find a power-up in section A, which then allows you to go to section C. You'll find something in section C, which will allow you to go even farther into section B. So it's very much one of those kind of games. I think on one of the earliest episodes of the Champions cast, I pitched the idea of a Metroidvania, kind of like a Castlevania-esque kind of game starring Sheik. Because I thought that she would fit into that kind of role, like all the different weapons and stuff like that. Maybe in like Ganon's castle, you could set it in between the the time and Ocarina of Time where Link is sleeping. I don't know. I, that, that might be kind of neat. Ooh, that would be. I didn't know that's what Metroidvania meant. <laughs> you just you and... gotta play Metroid games, Al. Yeah, I know. I thought... Elias would be so disappointed in me, but. Isn't that kind of how some Zelda games are already? Like, Skyward Sword kind of has that feel. Skyward Sword is very much like that, yeah. And I think uh, during our episode of uh, Skyward Sword a few, a couple weeks ago now, um, I was saying that it reminded me of Metroid in a way because you do, you keep going back to the same areas um, and, and they're all drastically different every time you go back, which kind of has the, the same DNA as a Metroidvania game. Mm. So yeah, I think that would be cool. I mean, I'd be down for any kind of Zelda spinoff, to be to be honest. But Metroidvania would be yeah. one that I'd be especially excited about. That's one of my favorite kind of uh, genres of, of games or subgenres. Um, anybody listening, and you want a good example of a Metroidvania, Ori in the Blind Forest uh, is on the Nintendo Switch. It's one of my favorite games, and it is a awesome Metroidvania-style game. So um, that that's a good one to kind of cut your teeth on if you're looking for something like that. Or... If you have Nintendo Switch Online, you can just go and uh, play Super Metroid. So there you go. Um, let's move on to the next question, and this is this is salacious right here. Um, Lord uh, Techno, I think that's supposed to be. His question is, do you think we ever going to get a Link and Zelda Child? I don't know. I, 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 
I saw that question and I kind of thought about it and at first I was like no that would be really weird I I just don't see that happening but then again like I started to think and I was like that might be cool but it would have to be down the line like I don't think I'd be ready for that anytime soon I can I can see that I I was thinking no um I don't know I kind of feel like the whole thing with like with this it kind of goes into like the whole shipping thing and I think it's fun to ship characters but I think Nintendo purposely leaves it pretty open-ended so that fans can think what they want of it and if they want to think down the line that Link and Zelda will have a kid then then they can do that but I don't think that they'll force it on anybody I agree um I I don't like that idea really at all especially because you have you know for the most part you have new Link and Zeldas every game so uh, I don't know. True. I also like. I like. What do you What do you do with that kid? Like you know, like is he important <laughs> to the story? Is he, is he like a Skywalker or he has the Force now? Or you can you know what I mean? Like. Uh, it's like a post credit scene where it's like, oh cool, they got together and had a kid, yay! And then, but the game's over. So. Yeah, I hmm. I don't know. I I think like the the ending. Let's let's just pick the ending of uh, Skyward Sword. That, you know, they it looks like they're gonna live happily ever after. So you can kind of infer whatever you want to. You know, they're gonna spend the rest of their days. But I don't. I don't think we need to actually like see little baby Link. You know, Cause, like <laughs> yeah. what's what's the point unless you're gonna make another game starring this Link? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what I was just thinking. Like if it was in a like he was the successor, he or she. Ooh, that would be kind of cool. Like if they had a daughter. And she became the successor, um, and she took over, like, the hero role, maybe. I could kind of see that uh, being cool. You know what I would kind of be down for is, let's say it's a it's a Zelda game or, like, a even a side story. And, and you know, there was a big kerfuffle a couple of years ago about, like, having a female protagonist or whatever. I'd, I'd be down for, like, a side adventure or something like that where you have, uh, let's... Let's just even say Linkle as an example, where you have <laughs> Linkle and then like you know in a link to the past where you got your uncle there and maybe your uncle just looks suspiciously like Link in this Linkle game. It's like you're not saying it, but you're saying it. <laughs> I don't know. The, after I just said that, that's that's a horrible idea. Let's not do that. <laughs> let's, let's let's not do that at all. Um, let's move on here. This is uh, I don't I don't even know how to how to answer this. David Wayne Nystrom asks. If four characters from Zelda were to band together and make a curling team, who would they be and what position would they play? I'm gonna assume that uh, that both y'all Americans are not big into curling. Is that right? <laughs> Only watch curling during the Olympics. <laughs> okay, well I'm I'm Canadian and and I don't even watch that much curling. So, <laughs> um, all right. This, so what what we're gonna do is we're gonna have uh, Darunia throw the rock because he, you know, he's made of rocks, so he probably has pretty some pretty nice uh, technique and some nice form. Um, we're gonna have we're gonna have the postman, and we're gonna have the guy that keeps running away from you until you get the Pegasus boots. They're gonna be our like sweepers, so they're sweeping nice. because they're really fast. Um, and we're gonna have uh, who are we gonna have? We're gonna have uh, who shouts really loudly in in Zelda. Who's a loud guy? We're gonna have the 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 music box guy from the windmill. He's gonna be just cheering on. He's yeah. gonna be the guy that's always shouting and curling. You know, like go left. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know what I'm talking about, David. I'm so sorry. I, I don't I don't know curling. You ask me to put together a Zelda hockey team. I'm on it. I got you. Curling though, I I don't know. Um, here's a question that I'm excited about. Which villain do you wish would return in a new game? And that's from Low Rule. So I, I have my obvious answer, but I, any anybody sticking out to you guys? I'd love to see Girahim again. But, like, on his own mission, not on a mission for Demise, but on his own thing. Because I think that would make him more dangerous. I think, like, eventually you're going to see Demise come back in a Zelda game. And I wouldn't be too, too surprised to see Girahim come back with him. Mm. I think eventually you'll see that. Um, 
I would say Vadi, for sure. He's such a good villain. Menacing, creepy, uh, just like such an underrated villain. He's he's probably my second favorite villain behind Ganondorf in the in the entire series. Like he has a really good trilogy of games and four swords, four swords adventures and Minish Cap. Um, he's he's awesome. He's uh, he's a great villain, and he kind of has like the same thing Ganondorf does, where he has like the humanoid version of him, and then like the beast version of him, which could also like I was. I was watching the intro to Four Swords Adventures last night and uh, thinking to myself, like, how amazing would a 3D fight with Vadi be? I just think that'd be so cool. He does have a pretty good evil laugh. And that's really what it's all about, is the evil laugh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so let's... Uh, any, uh, any other villains we want to see before we move on here? I can't think of any. Alright, so here's, here's kind of a head-scratcher for you guys. Blended asks, what direction do you see the series taking after Breath of the Wild 2 and why? Do you think we'll return to the old style of Zelda or we'll ditch that entirely? So I think what he's asking is, you know, is this open world concept going to be kind of the norm going forward for the Zelda series? Yes. I'm pretty sure there was an interview where they said that the open world is here to stay from now on. However... Will they bring back dungeons, you know? And could, like, will they keep it so that dungeons could be done in any order? I think so. I, I think they'll, I think they tried the whole shrine thing and people are like, ah, oh, this was fine. But I think a lot of people want to go back to dungeons, so they'll probably go mm -hmm. back. I think you could almost do the best of both. So, like, let's say that you had dungeons, like traditional dungeons in... I think this could be possible even in Breath of the Wild 2 itself. So let's say that you had traditional dungeons in that game. Let's say that you had eight of them in this game, but you still had, maybe they're not shrines necessarily, but like almost like shrines where you would go in and you could do whatever needs to be done in that shrine and then you'd get a heart piece or you'd get maybe like a, like a sword or, or something like that. Um, I think that you could kind of mix them both I, I do think that the open world concept is here to stay uh, i mean obviously you, you don't have the success that you do with breath of the wild and not try and replicate it in some way i mean we had ocarina of time come out in 1998 and you could argue that that formula was used pretty much until breath of the wild so you you i i think nintendo is gonna you know stick with the the thing that made breath of the wild work that made it really successful. Um, I loved the open world concept in Breath of the Wild, and I'm not like a huge open world game kind of guy. I typically like uh, a little bit more story to my games, but I think that there is a little bit of a balance that they can that they can strike and that they will strike with the next game to kind of incorporate some of the, the elements that a lot of the like really diehard Zelda fans were were missing in Breath of the Wild. So I think that that is. Uh, I think that that is kind of the direction that we're going to go is like we're going to swing a little bit back but not not a whole lot from Breath of the Wild and you'll just see a little bit more classic elements from the Zelda series incorporated into the Breath of the Wild-esque setting and world. Um, I think games like like Link's Awakening like 2D games I'm not sure I'm not sure if that's uh, if we're going to get a whole lot more of those to be honest. I could see some remakes being done, but I, I, as for an entirely yeah. new game, I'm not sure if that's really. I'm not sure if that's what the Zelda fan base wants right now, is new 2D style games. Best interest anymore. I definitely could go both ways with that. Um, I think they might have like some spinoff titles where it might go back to, you know, the way things used to be. But, um, yeah, because I did kind of miss having dungeons like that in Breath of the Wild. However, I still just the the open world, the freedom you had, it that I don't I don't know if I could go that at least I definitely do prefer I I'd have to say the open worldness that it had. Yep, and I think I think you're not alone in that. All right, so Corey Richmond uh, again asks um, would you want a romance mechanic in the next Zelda game I'm gonna say mm. yes actually I would kind of I would kind of dig that 
not like a like an over the top like Mass Effect romance where you guys are like you know <laughs> Shepard is like consummating his romance at the end of it, but like just like right. you remember in Skyward Sword when you were flirting with uh, the item girl Beatrice, uh, like that that was cute, yes. and I think that you know a game like a game like Breath of the Wild where you you have like characters like Zelda and Mifa, I think that that would be kind of fun to like you know be able to like lean one way or the next depending on who you like i sure why not i don't know that's tough on one hand i don't i i just can't picture link um interacting in a non-platonic way but i i do see what you're saying there is a little bit of an appeal to that um i don't know i don't know as long as it didn't I don't know that I could see it going into, like, full romance. Uh, I don't know. That would feel weird. Kind of on that, just on that level where you mentioned Beatrice and you kind of, like, get to know her and stuff and all that kind of... I just can't see it going beyond the level of, like, you know how Fire uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses was where you could romance a character, but it wasn't, like... It wasn't super beyond anything that was just kind of... I don't know how to explain it. It just wasn't, it wasn't like hardcore. I just don't see Nintendo mm-hmm. going out of their way to do that in a Zelda game. I just don't think that's what Zelda yeah. is about. But having little side stories and um, side quests where you can get to know these characters um, on the level like you did with Beatrice, but nothing beyond that is what I see in the future. That would be cool. Yeah, that, like that's pretty much my idea is like you basically replicate what you did with Beatrice with like, you know, if you're talking to Zelda or if you're talking to me, I'll, I'll just keep using these two as an example. You could, like, answer one way or the other and, like, um, maybe if you answered, you could answer in, like, kind of a dismissive, a neutral, or an affectionate way. And mm-hmm. let's say that if you answered a question in an affectionate way with Mifa, you didn't get the opportunity to answer an affectionate way with Zelda. It was either neutral or dismissive later in the game. And, like, they're kind of like those one-for-one choices or whatever. So, like, Nothing that would, like, outwardly affect the, um, like, the way that your game went. But just something that was maybe, like, just kind of, like, almost like an Easter egg. Just to show, like, okay, like, I, I at least, uh, you know, I'm playing the game and, and I can kind of dictate who, you know, who I want to, to quote-unquote, ship Link with, at least in, in my story that I'm creating. So I wouldn't, you know, it, it's kind of, it's hard to imagine how you'd implement that in, like, a... In like a way that wouldn't be weird, but yeah, I, I think that it could mm-hmm. be cool. I don't know. I wouldn't be opposed to it if I heard it. Uh, at least I'll say that. Um, let's move on. Ancient Poe asks, what are some game or genre crossovers you'd like to see be made into Zelda games? For example, we've seen Zelda rail shooters with Link's crossbow training and brawlers like uh, Hyrule Warriors. Is there anything else? I say a music game by God. That would be fun. And not Cadence of Hyrule, but like like a rock band kind of game you have like an ocarina you have like the spirit flute oh, wouldn't that be fun that would be pretty cool yeah i can see that that like this would be so good if there were like you could just take all the instruments from zelda and just you know make a bash out of it <laughs> play covers of the zelda songs that'd be pretty cool yeah. uh as a serious yeah. answer like uh an rpg for sure yeah oh mm-hmm nothing of this is i'm not I a very agree. creative person so this is like a hard <laughs> question for me all right okay well i'm gonna yeah i'll have i'll have three then i'm gonna say rpg music and and can i say tactics rpg technically that's different like kind of fire emblem-esque i can see that with different zelda I think characters that'd be cool. yeah i like like kind of a final fantasy-esque rpg and then like a tactics rpg i would i would love that i'm just a big rpg that would be fan. awesome yeah, with, like, turn-based battles. I, I, yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, so here we go. Let's move on. We've got two questions that are kind of the same thing, so I'll read them both. Uh, Emma Sanders asks, Do you think we'll actually be able to play post-Ganon and the Breath of the Wild sequel? And uh, Krozen asks, Would you want alternate endings to Breath of the Wild 2 or multiple story paths? So basically, we're asking if there's going to be, like, a post-game once you complete the game, similar to like a Pokemon Sword and Shield. So like you 
you win the championship, but then there's a little bit extra to do after. I would love that. Man, that'd be good. Yeah, no, at the end of Breath of the Wild, that's totally what I thought was going to happen. Because when you get all the memories, you know, you get that extra little scene. And I just had this hope that you would get, like, a couple more hours at least of gameplay. Like, you know, uh, after you defeat Ganon. Um, But you didn't get that. So I definitely would want that, for sure, in Breath of the Wild, too. I kind of, like, I kind of want... A Skyrim feel, because like with Skyrim, you've got the, and I don't know about the other Elder Scroll games because I haven't played them, but with Skyrim, you have the main, super main quest, and if you finish the main quest, you can just keep playing and do all the other quests, all the major quests and side quests and all that kind of stuff, and there's some cool dialogue that people say after the main quest is done, and I would kind of like to see that. You know, for Breath of the Wild, it would have been kind of cool to see, you know, this post-apocalyptic world and how they would react to the fact that the Calamity's gone, how they would plan to rebuild. Um, And if they had different endings, that just made it more, like, for more replayability to go back and do it a different way. I just think that would be really cool. Yeah. I agree. I feel like there is such an opportunity in Breath of the Wild to have, like, this kind of post-game content. Like, you could have... You could have just played a Zelda and, and went to return the Master Sword. It could have been as simple as that, but you got to mess around for a little bit at playing as Zelda. So I think that would be cool. I do hope that there is something post game to do. Not that like not you know, not that you're wanting for things to do in Breath of the Wild. Like there you can occupy yourself for hours and hours and hours, but just like a little bit more of that story I think would be um awesome. So yeah, I really hope that that is a thing. Actually, and I didn't even uh I didn't even see. There were actually three people in a row who asked that question. So that's that looks like it's a big, like it looks like it's in demand for mm-hmm. Zelda fans. So yeah, I really hope that yeah. uh, you know that they add something. Like going back to Pokemon Sword and Shield, there's not a lot of post-game content in that, but there's some, and it makes it feel special. And it, it I feel like it adds to the experience. So that's the one good thing about Pokemon games is like you always know like okay, even though I've beat the game, like, there's probably some more stuff to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I really hope that, uh, you know, that, that they implement something like that. I, I think that that would be awesome. So let's move on. Uh, Low Rule asks, would you rather the main bad guy in Breath of the Wild 2 be Ganondorf or a new villain? I want Ganondorf mm-hmm. back. Yeah, I agree with that. He would... <laughs> We're all in agreement that the that the corpse thing in Breath of the Wild 2 trailer is Ganondorf, right? Like, everybody's right. pretty behind that. Yes. I think that he looks super badass. And I I don't know. If, if Breath of the Wild 2 is going in the direction that I think it's going and it's going to be more story-based, I'd love to know more about Ganondorf as a character than we've gotten in the past. Me too. Especially, like, what drove him to just completely... Because Zelda says that... It's either Zelda or the legend says that uh, Ganondorf just... Or Ganon gave up having a form and he just let go of his malice and that was the Calamity Ganon. So what made him make that decision? You know? You know what? I actually... I agree. And I'm surprised that I said that because, you know, when I've... I've said it before, and I still stand by this, that I think that Ganondorf should, like, be retired from the series. I think he's he's been a great villain, but, like, eventually, if you're, if you're beaten, if the good guy beats you too often, then you stop becoming menacing. And mm-hmm. you start becoming more of, like, kind of a jokey kind of character, like a Bowser or a King K. Rule or a Dr. Wily. It's like, I feel like Ganondorf has been beaten three separate times, and that's probably enough ganondorf we can the good thing about skyward sword and demise is that you know demise basically says like this is my curse it's going to haunt you forever so that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be ganondorf you know demise's power go to anybody so Mm -hmm. that being said uh, i do think that you know if we're if this is ganondorf i'd be excited about that let's make it his last hurrah Let's make it uh, an ending that is worthy of, of this great villain. And, uh, you know, let's find out everything that we can about Ganondorf before, f- you know, finally kind of closing the book on him as a character. 
That's fair. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I stand on it. Let's move on. Uh, Julie Bob nine nine one says, "Would you be interested in a Breath of the Wild remake that has the same story but with actually cool dungeons, <laughs> underground and underwater zones, or would you want that kind of extra mile content in a sequel or even a brand new installment in the series?" So there's a lot to unpack in this question here. Hmm. Um, I think that a Breath of the Wild remake is silly. That game doesn't mm-hmm. need to be remade. It's, mm-hmm. you know, for for everybody that's a diehard Zelda fan complaining that it doesn't have good dungeons, there's probably a hundred more people that are just like, this is the best Zelda game ever. I, yeah, I agree with the, the notion that it's silly. Like, it's, it just came out, first of all. <laughs> and Nintendo kind of has this pattern where they're remaking games that are at least ten years old. But, like... It just doesn't need to be remade. Now, if you, the sequel makes up for those people that don't like the shrines and gives them more dungeons and more story, um, these underground or underwater zones, then that will be that will be the content that you want. You don't yeah, need it. There's a remake it. right there. The Breath of the yeah. Wild sequel. I, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, to me, like, when I was playing Breath of the Wild, I, w- I wasn't like, God damn it, there's no underwater zones. <laughs> you know? I was, I was just kind of like, oh, this is nice. I can swim up waterfalls. This is good enough for me. And that's not to make that's not to make light of the question, but I, I just think it's unnecessary. Yeah, I definitely like after playing, oh god, hundreds of hours of Breath of the Wild. I that like I had no complaints or wishes of things being different until, and that's very loose until um, after playing that long, and that's when I thought you know what maybe. Uh, you know, dungeons would have been nice or, you know, this or that, but uh, gosh, I still cannot uh, say that there's anything I'd really change about the game. It was so good. So good. Yep. I, like, the only really complaint that I have about Breath of the Wild is, like, I don't, I don't think its story is very good. Uh, and, mm-hmm. like, the premise for its story is quite good, but then, like, the execution maybe isn't that good. But, like, is that a game-breaking thing? Absolutely not. Like, Like, absolutely not. Like, it's just such a you know, we we on this show, everybody listening to this show doesn't need us to tell you how fantastic that game is. Um, I, I don't think it needs to be remade. Speaking of remakes, Low Rule asks, I'd love to see a Link to the Past 3D remake, like Final Fantasy VII, but a new game based on the original. What are your thoughts? <laughs> um, I, you know, that's hard because that was my first Zelda game. That's what started my love for the series. But I just feel like a Link Between Worlds kind of kind of already did that. Right? In a way. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. And then even after playing Link's Awakening, that kind of gave me, you know, the same kind of vibe-ish, kind of. So I don't think so, but hey. Uh, I'm with you. I, I read this question, and again, not to disparage the question, but I was like, have you heard of Link Between Worlds? <laughs> yeah. There's a... It's a good game. It's on 3DS. Yeah. I, you know how Link's Awakening got like a complete remake, um, makeover, art style and everything. I just think that A Link to the Past is one of those really iconic games, Zelda games, with how it looks. And I'd be sad if it got yeah. like, at least A Link Between Worlds was kind of its own game, you know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like taking A Link to the Past and changing it. It was its own thing. But I'd be sad if Link to the Past looked different and um, was put in 3D. That's such a good point. Yeah, that the nostalgia feels. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. It doesn't need to be remade. So that's that's two of them that don't need to be remade. Um, this is a question from our dear friend Cat Vadam. If you're listening, Cat, we miss you, pal. Uh, what is the one thing you feel is missing from the Zelda universe? If you could add one quality, be it a game mechanic or a story or character quality, what would it be? This is tough. I feel like before Breath of the mm-hmm. Wild, you could have you could have said a lot, like mm-hmm. you like a log to keep track of things or something. But I guess um, I I always kind of defer on um, like I think game mechanic wise, like each game is so different that it's tough to say like. 
you have this missing from this game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in hindsight, you can look at the Wind Waker and say, like, yeah, there should have been something like a swift sail, like, when the game launched. But because it's so different, like, you, you don't really get an opportunity to think of that right away. Um, you know, I guess uh, I guess I'll go ahead and say, you know, I feel like maybe the one thing that's missing from Zelda is just an emphasis on story. Some games have it, some games don't. Um, and, and this is just me speaking as, as like, the, the type of gamer that I am, but, like, you know... Skyward Sword is one of my favorite games because it just told such a, a beautiful story and like I thought that that was missing from Breath of the Wild just kind of the the structure and, and pacing of that story so I would I would say that and maybe just like um, some there, there's very like there's a lot of really awesome cinematic scenes in Skyward Sword that I feel like that would have been awesome in a lot of other Zelda games like they were kind of there in some of the previous games, like in Twilight Princess, but like they're kind of not like it's just not the same to me. I think like more emphasis on the scenes and the story and like the like cinematography of it maybe is what I'm trying to say would be would be cool. But you know, I I don't feel like it, maybe I'll sound like a huge fanboy here, but like I don't feel like there's a lot missing from from the Zelda series. Um, I agree. I the only thing that really out in my mind is I think it would be awesome if they did have, if it did have kind of a more RPG style and like you could have turn-based battles in which you also could you know, recruit people for your team or like just have someone alongside of you to battle with. I think that would be really awesome. Yeah, yeah that's a great answer. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be cool. I kind of miss um, Majora's Mask. I really like that game um, because of how the side quests make you get to know the characters, the NPCs. And I kind of want that to come back. It, I feel like Breath of the Wild tried to have side quests with NPCs, but really it was just like, talk to this person, bring them a thing. But I kind of I wish that Breath of the Wild had imitated what Majora's Mask did by getting you to get like really deep into these characters i'm hoping they do that for breath of the wild too yeah and the thing about that is majora's masks took the route of like less is more so like there's less side quests but they're more mm -hmm. involved and you get to know the the petitioner so much more deeply in that so yeah those are those are great answers um let's move on let's talk about uh zelly son's question and i'm not sure which kind of question he's trying to ask here. So I'm going to say both ways I interpreted it. So he says, most important, switch Zelda's voice actor or keep Japanese audio. So I'm not sure if he's asking us if we turned on Japanese audio in Breath of the Wild or listen to the English dub, or if he's asking us if we should switch out Zelda's voice actress. So let's just talk about both. Uh, first of all, what do you guys listen to in Breath of the Wild? English dub? English mostly. Can you listen to the Japanese dub? I can't even remember. Um, yeah, so you can switch it. I personally, for my speedrunning, change it to German because it's faster. And German Zelda actually sounds pretty cool. So does French Zelda. But um, yeah, you can switch it. Shice. I've never done that. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah. So yeah, okay. So we got German and English and English here. <laughs> so there we go. Um, so I... I think his real question was, would you want to switch the voice actress for Zelda? To which I would say no. I I don't know what everybody's problem was with uh, uh, Patricia Somerset doing that voice. I thought that she was great. She did a good job. I, the only thing I noticed, and honestly I didn't notice till after when people complained, that hers was different from, you know, uh, the Kings. And I, I, I guess, like, where did that accent come from was the only thing that really, you know, I saw, but I still liked it. I don't know. I, it's just like, I, I feel like you were always going to have a hard time, uh, no matter who it was voicing Zelda, because this character has never had a voice before. We've all kind of projected what we think she probably sounds like in our own heads onto like 30 years of Zelda. So to hear her talk was, I, I'm sure it was weird for a lot of people the first time, probably not what they had, you know, thought of in their head before that, but like, 
I thought she was fine. She did a good job. It's not like she had a ton of lines in that game. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, really. Um, you know, I, I did hear some people saying, like, she doesn't have the emotion of the Japanese voice actress when she's, like, when she's crying in that one scene. And I just, I really disagree with that. Um, anybody listening to the show has probably heard me complain before. And actually, speaking of... If you're listening to this show, I'm going to complain about this a lot in the latest virtual theater where we cover the Japanese dub of Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. But I've always kind of complained that, like, I feel like Japanese voice acting is, like, very, like, you just have people shouting at you. And, like, they convey their emotion by shouting. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the, like English voice acting, I feel like is, is there's just more subtlety in there. And, then like, it was, it was for sure, it was more subtle in that scene. But, you know, I, I still feel... A lot of people really pinpoint that one scene as to why she didn't do a good job, uh, which I which I think is is unfair. So yeah, I absolutely think she'd be back. I mean, if for no other reason than like continuity, you've you've yeah, had her in exactly. Breath of the Wild one. You need her in Breath of the Wild two, right? Yes, definitely. I I mean, I was kind of indifferent about her voice, and but that's also because I'm really indifferent about her character. So I won't blame it on Patricia Somerset, but I'd be so that's annoyed. Cold. <laughs> I'd be so annoyed if they changed the voice actor for the second game. That mm-hmm. would, that's like that's like when you're watching a movie or a sequel and then you spot that a character is played by a different actor and you're just like, <laughs> why? What? You got Maggie Gyllenhaal on The Dark Knight pretending that she's Rachel Dawson, but <laughs> yeah, no, we know you. that we know that it's really Katie Holmes. Uh, okay, so this is a great question from Rodrigo. Should the new champions of each race have a main role in Breath of the Wild 2? Yeah. I think that could be cool. I think that'd be awesome. You know I, what? I, yeah. I, I Go ahead, Al. Actually, because I'm still formulating my thought. I think that we barely got to get to know them in the first game because it was all about the champions. But if this is a mm-hmm. sequel, then why not, you know, get to know the new champions? I'm not fond of Yonobo, but, like, the the other three I'd really like to get to know. I like Taba a lot, and um, I think it's their time to shine. I think that they should, but like I at the same time I don't know if I'd really want them to because I thought most of them kind of sucked. Like Sidon <laughs> was good, um, but Yunobo he was terrible. Um, you just said his name. I can't even remember the the Rivali's replacement. <laughs> Taba. T- yeah. Like, you know that that shows you how interesting I thought that he was. Uh, Riju was like okay, but that's like that was the point. Like the first game was about the original yeah. champions, which made the new ones forgettable. But that maybe that's why they need to be more in the second one. Yeah, and and I could I could see that argument, and I I agree with that argument actually. I think that like it would be weird if they weren't featured in the sequel. Mm-hmm. I think after after spending so much time with them and, and I, I mean I guess not that much time but like you know you interact with them enough in Breath of the Wild to the point that like you know we've got this new pair or set of champions they should be influencing what's going on in the next chapter of the story so I think that they should but yeah like I I don't know if I'd be excited about it like I I think that they were pretty lackluster characters you know with kind of the exception of Sidon, but it, like the meme culture definitely helps Sidon get over in my mind <laughs> versus like, cause I mean, even he doesn't have a ton of like good character development either. No. Yeah. I, I remember um, being excited to learn more about the, you know, the champions in the DLC we got. And I know that's a different group that we're talking about, but just to go along with that, I wanted to know like a lot more about the champions, um, but you know, I was a little disappointed with the DLC because you don't learn a whole lot more like backstory on them. I agree. But yeah, the only like the thing about the DLC was you just get that you just get basically a, a new memory each. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't know. I I was expecting a little bit more. I was like. I was kind of thinking that we would see the champion's last stand. Cause like you get to the divine beast and you, um, you know, you, the champions are just like, Oh, we, we fell in combat or whatever. I kind of thought that we would see their like 
heroic sacrifice fighting the blights or, or like something oh, but yeah that would have been awesome that would have been so cool i just i think it was kind of cheap to like to to learn like oh we all died but like we we you don't you don't get to see it like imagine and this is kind of in the weeds imagine lord of the rings okay imagine that frodo and sam are in the boat at the end of the first movie and frodo's like sam where's boromir and sam's like oh he died defending us and you didn't actually see that last scene mm-hmm. you just you just heard it happen you know what i mean like i think that the champions were all kind of robbed of that i i That's agree with point. that to an extent do you guys know the the theory about the divine beast having morse code no, no. so there if you listen to the music there's morse code in it and it it's saying something like SOS and um, and then also the divine beast itself that's corrupted by the calamity is saying um, like something like search and destroy or something like that. But there's this theory that where they where the Morse code turns up in the music is when the uh, champions knew they were gonna fall and Rivali's is last. Ooh, that's interesting. Is that that's because Rivali didn't think he needed help or whatever? Kinda. I think maybe. I think I maybe have heard this, yeah. Yeah, but I I don't know. I just feel like that's super deep, and I wish they could have gotten into that. Now that you say that, and we could have like maybe they could have given us a scene of their fall. I would have loved to have seen them, you know, send out their distress signals because that would have just like yeah. hit me right in the feels. Yeah, really. You know what? It's not too late. They could still do this in Breath of the Wild too, with the help yep. of the new champions. So there you go. There we go. I had my. I'm not holding my breath, but yeah, I. You know, I. I was really. I was hoping for a lot of things in the Champions Ballad. That's even what we named this podcast after, by God, and uh, <laughs> we didn't get that. Um, let's move on. The, Al- Allison, this is pretty much just a question for you. Corey Richmond asks, "Who would win in a fight, Tingle or Andy Spiteri?" Tingle. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> My answer was yes. <laughs> Rodrigo I feel like that's is a back. Josh answer too. <laughs> How can we fight when we are one? Uh, Rodrigo is back with another excellent question. Should Link have voiceover, or would it be too much of a change for the series? I say no. 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 No talking for Link. That's too much. Oh. That's so funny. Um, mm, oh, that is hard because it would have to be just like perfect. Because I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm afraid I'd be way too critical because if it was a bad voice actor, if it didn't fit for me, oh, that would just just about throw off the entire game for me. I think a lot of people would feel that way too. Like they'd be really super critical you can't make everybody happy and just like with zelda you've been imagining this voice for 30 years so when we get a voice for zelda and like the half half of the community doesn't like it i feel yeah, like I it would be almost 99 percent for link right i don't know i i'm not i'm not ready for that step yet um <laughs> something there's just something charming about like you know him him and his facial expressions kind of doing most of the talking and like it's kind of charming when, like, you... You know when you're talking to someone, you know, the character's asking, like, what's your name? You press the next button, and he's just like, oh, Link, what a weird name, or something like that. I get, that's just charming to me. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah, I do. I think maybe if they offered, like, more text options for Link, that would be cool. That 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 could fill in that little, you know, that feeling of missing something um, for communication for Link, but voice actor i don't i don't think um i agree i, don't I, think I so. hate to keep on you know calling back to skyward sword but like in that game you get three different options of text a lot of the time and like usually they're like the same thing but just worded differently and like i thought that was kind of charming i think that's as far as i'd want to go though any anything anything further is is too much um all right so let's keep on moving here uh trevor magnani the, uh, one of the four horsemen of Zelda Dungeon asks, if you could take any Zelda mechanic and add it to a different Zelda game, what would it be and which game would you add it to? Okay, so I would take the fun 
uh, from Ocarina of Time, I'd take that mechanic and add it to Twilight Princess. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Ow! That's Ow. so great. <laughs> I'd just say the story from Skyward Sword to Breath of the Wild. Or, like I said earlier about the Majora's Mask. Um... I, I don't know. I feel bad saying this. Uh, but I do think it'd be nice to have some dungeons in uh, Breath of the Wild. I think if Breath of the Wild had, like, awesome dungeons, it could have challenged for top Zelda game of all time. Mm-hmm. For Definitely. me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, let's uh, let's move on here and bang out the last couple of questions. Uh, if we don't get Breath of the Wild 2 this year, what do you think we get that's Zelda-related in 2020? That's from Low Rule. I think that we're going to get Breath of the Wild 2 this year, so there you go. Um, like, actual release like to play you think we'll get it this year i was going back and forth on it but allison uh convinced me that we're gonna get it in 2020 so yes really i think it's coming out november or december 2020 only if we hear about it in the next couple months though that was my theory but i don't know if we don't get breath of the wild 2 this year i personally would be okay not getting any zelda content because i'm kind of one of those people who's like if you don't give me a couple years of content, my hype just keeps growing and growing for what I know is coming. I think a remake, like, uh, honestly, going back to how I mentioned earlier that I started playing Skyward Sword again, um, I wouldn't mind, like, and I don't I feel kind of bad because I don't know all of the Zelda news, but, like, I wouldn't mind uh, getting a Skyward Sword, like, HD remake. Yes. That would be That would be pretty cool music to my ears See, there's a market for it right uh, yeah yeah definitely um okay so we got we got four more here let's uh, let's hammer them off and then we'll we'll get out of here uh julie bob 991 who pretty much sponsored this entire show uh, with his <laughs> questions says do you think there should be a zelda game where ganondorf is a protagonist trying to resist the influence of demise and the curse that could be I really cool. Love that. <clears throat> yeah, that could be cool. I don't. Maybe it's not a whole game. Maybe it's just like a segment. Maybe it's even a segment of Breath of the Wild two, or like a flashback, but like something acknowledging where he used to be a good guy, and then was like turned to the dark side. Mm-hmm. I think that could be great. Definitely, because I mean, my goodness, how much you know, how many games he's been in. I think it'd be like it's kind of owed, maybe in a sense to you know, know more about him, know his backstory more. Exactly. I kind of have always liked, I, I don't know who I heard this from, but I've kind of always liked this idea or, or concept that the three, the Trifo- Triforce trio start off as friends and like get along and go to councils together or whatever. And they start off as friends. And I mean, then, it makes like, sense. Like just because you have power, it's not inherently a bad thing. Exactly. But you got that curse from demise so it'd be interesting to see one you know Gandorf being pulled away by that from this really close friendship that they have and then at the end of the game you know having to defeat him that that hit you right where it hurts <laughs> i like that i don't see that happening with breath of the wild too but i'd love to see that happen in the future yeah i, I think that's a perfect opportunity to kind of tell that story in breath of the wild too if, you know, if that's Ganondorf, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's get to uh, Julie Bob's last question here. Do you think you'd be interested in a game that's about someone else set in the Zelda universe that doesn't deal with the whole Triforce or Hero of Time or reincarnation thing? So basically what he's asking is, are you interested in a game that stars, like, a side character? Let me tell you, my mm-hmm. friend, about Tingle's Rosy Rubenland <laughs> and what an amazing game that is. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Can we get a beetle game? I would be down for, like, Malin's Farm Simulator. Like, honestly, I don't care. Aww. Like, I, I would... If it's Zelda anything, I'm I'm down for it. Fair. Catherine asks, uh, Do you think any future Zelda games will try the RPG mechanic again, like Adventure of Link? I hope so. I hope that they do, but I hope that it's an RPG. <laughs> right. 
so what it, what does that question mean exactly like how he traverses the overworld and then gets jumped in by well so someone? so basically um what i what i think she's referring to is you collect points in that game and you level up your health you level up your magic and you level up your um, attack mm-hmm. um and there there's also random encounters in adventure link as well but uh, i I've, i think she's referring to the leveling up system gotcha. i don't i don't see that coming back in no. any kind of mainline zelda unless it was like you said like an rpg yeah I think that would be so awesome if they had that. Just, I have a love for the Final Fantasy series as well, and I think that would be, oh, I think that'd be awesome if they brought that to Zelda. Just yeah, like leveling up the turn-based battles, adding people to your team, just being able to recruit. Like, how cool would that be to be able to like pick between, you know, if you could? Because I think it'd be cool to play like as Zelda. Like, mm-hmm. if you could add her to your team or. Um, you know, just any other uh, person from the main story, you know, line. I think that would be so cool. That would be awesome. Uh, like, I, I would want to see a Zelda RPG, like a spin-off RPG. Uh, that, that is my dream. That was one of the first articles I ever wrote when I got to Zelda Dungeon. I still want it to happen. I don't think in, like, a single-player Legend of Zelda game, you're going to see the RPG mechanic similar to Adventure of Link where, like, you level up. In fact, like, really, in Breath of the Wild, like you kind of have that in a sense where you have the swords that have different attack powers and the armors and stuff like that. So like, I feel like that's probably as RPG as you're going to get, but I don't think that you're going to have like the same thing in adventure of link where, you know, you can choose to level up your health or level up your attack or anything like that. Um, and I, I'm sure that we won't have random encounters in breath of the wild too, or any game like that. So yeah, yeah um, I wouldn't like random encounters. So this is the last question, and this is a question specifically for me. Ewan Crombie asks, uh, when will Taylor be back on the show? That's my question. And I guess I never addressed it, but to any of our longtime listeners, um, basically Taylor just had too much going on in his uh, in his life to continue doing the podcast. The guy's a workaholic. He has about three different jobs. Of course, he writes for different video game companies, and uh, uh, you know, in addition to everything else that he's got going on. So... He unfortunately just didn't have the time to continue with the podcast. So um, I never addressed it on air. Not really sure why I didn't, but there you go. Uh, Taylor's still a member of our Discord. We're still arguing on Twitter uh, all the time. We were arguing about cats the other day, so uh, give him a shout-out if you see him on there. And maybe we'll try and get him back as a guest uh, sometime in the future when his schedule is a little less crazy. That's it. That's all of our Zelda questions. And I guess... um, one last question from Andy from Zelda Dungeon uh, is for Brittany. How was your Champions cast uh, debut today? Oh, gosh. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I can't wait for the next couple weeks when you're just like, God, I hate these guys. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No way. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us this week. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Again, if you want to participate in the next uh, question mailbag episode that we do, head on over to our Discord. We've got, like, trivia nights going on. We give away prizes if you if you can answer some Zelda questions, so that was a lot of fun. I tried cheating to win the other night and was disqualified from any future trivia participation. But that doesn't mean that you have to be. So head on over to our Discord and uh, get in there. Of course, we want you to head over to Podbean, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe to the Champions Cast. Leave us a five-star review if you think we've earned it. And tell a Zelda fanatic in your life about this show. They probably won't be disappointed uh, if they give it a try. Um, That's it. That's all. We are out of here. You can find me at Twitter, at Spateri316. Allison is at Allison Aletha. Brittany, do you have a, a Twitter that you want to plug? Uh, I don't really do much on there, but I am uh, BMS on Twitter. <laughs> there it is. All right, guys, that's it. That's going to do it for us for this week. We will see you back here next week on the Champions Cast. <laughs> <laughs>